Welcome back to That Football Stats Podcast. It's been an international break. In this one, I'm going to do something a little bit different. We're going to be looking at some player data um, and putting together maybe a couple of player bets. Um, in the last episode, we had a BTTS double that landed, and I'm also building a new player tool. So I'm going to be using the data from that to show you a bit of, uh, you know, who might be an outlier for your fantasy team potentially as well, but also for maybe some bookings, some foul markets. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. I do also want to start with a message of condolence, message of, of sympathy for all innocent victims of war. You know, if you just look through human history, we always do this. There is always just casualties. And, you know, it's, it's, it's appalling to me and it pains me that, we, we, as people, feel pretty powerless, right? But the decisions of just a few people dictate the lives of millions of people time and time again. And, we're, you know, we're seeing it um, play out once more. Don't know what will happen in the next few weeks. Don't know what the resolution will be. But let's hope there is one and it is a peaceful one. So we're going to start with some player stats. And in the context of Spurs, who host Fulham on the Monday Night Football. So a nice extended break for those Spurs players that have been away on international duty. I know it's only a few days difference, but you'd rather be playing in that slot than the 12.30 Saturday slot. And it's a home game for Spurs against Fulham. Um, the player stats that brought me to Spurs in the first place, and bear in mind, Spurs still unbeaten. I think they will continue that run. I think this will be a pretty routine victory at home to Fulham. Let's say 2-3-0. Um, but no defender has committed more fouls in the Premier League this season than Tottenham's left-back, Iyanoma Udogi. 17 fouls so far this season. Will he get another? Probably. I mean, he's in my fantasy team, so he's probably going to get books. I mean, my fantasy team this year, I'm going to have to do my wild card after recording this podcast. I'm hoping that doing a bit of research for the podcast inspires me to make some better choices with the fantasy team because I'm not joking every single player that I seem to pick this season gets injured either injured or he's victim to the manager's roulette and Dezebri at the moment is very much part of that Mitoma fair enough he seems nailed on for most games but Jao Pedro you know you think you're doing something good and smart putting him in from game week one and he scores of course and then he's just on the bench for the next two weeks. He's coming on 20 minutes, getting a card. It's like, oh, is he worth it? So the wild card might have to be played this Friday. We'll see. Now, a game that is sure to contain a fair few fouls this weekend is the opening game in the Premier League. Liverpool hosting Everton, the Merseyside derby. And when I'm looking at those rankings for fouls, Alexis McAllister's name is right up there as well with 16 fouls so far. Now, it must be said that he's been playing as that number six. He is clearly not comfortable or not as comfortable as he is when he's playing further forward or as a playmaker a little bit past halfway. He's getting the ball on the edge of the box. He's losing it. He's being pressed instantly and he just doesn't look comfortable. Now, he's he's been travelling far distance coming back from international break whilst Gravenberg has not gone to represent Holland because uh, Coleman didn't like how he declined the previous um, invitation when he first signed for Liverpool. So it is looking likely, unless there's been an injury or something, we'll have to see the sort of preliminary team news. But if McAllister is once more playing as the six, I would like him for a card. On to the forwards now, or on to potential forwards, whether you're looking at shots or goals. Um, Huang for Wolves, the South Korean forward, or the Korean one, as uh, Pep Guardiola put it, he's already eclipsed his goal-scoring tally for last year. He's got five goals in eight games, and if you're looking at per 90, 
he's right up there because he's actually come on and scored a couple of times. Um, he's he's equaled his best scoring season for Wolves, which was, again, five. So he's got five in eight. So he's obviously getting into better positions and Wolves are really calling out for somebody who can just take that number nine spot and make it their own. Is he the player to do that? This weekend, Wolves are away at Bournemouth, the Gary O'Neill derby. And Bournemouth... This is, you can't be understated how massive this is. Given the, the start of the season and how difficult that run was that they were presented with by the random fixture computer, this is the first home game for Bournemouth, and we're in October, late October, that they've played against somebody you might expect to be around them in the table. Seriously, go and look at their, their fixtures. It's mental. Their first game last week against Fulham away, which was, that was the first game that you home or away that was against a team that you might expect to be in and around the relegation zone it's a crazy I've never seen a a start like it in terms of the fixtures but it does add more pressure now to Bournemouth and 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 the manager there to to, to just get results um, and as we've seen Wolves they put in some good performances really recently beat Man City they drew with Aston Villa which is obviously you know a bit of a derby I thought they did very well in moments against Liverpool as well went went 1-0 up in that game um, but just failed to be clinical enough. They, they, they really could have had two or three in that first half, but they just allowed Liverpool to come back into the game. This will be an interesting one, this, because I've been impressed by Wolves, um, and at the same time, it's hard to, to gauge where Bournemouth are at, given the, the run that they've had. Now, at the top of this podcast, I think I mentioned a new player search tool that is coming. I'm working on it right now, at this moment, hoping to get an early version out this weekend. It will allow for an almost infinite number of combinations in terms of the the rules that you can combine. Think quick filters, but for players. So instead of searching for teams and adding rules, you're adding rules for players. So I'm just going to go through some of the, the, the available options just so you can get a feel for how you might combine some of these. And obviously, you can also filter for the season, the competitions. By default, it's going to scan all of the major European leagues. So it's going to be a perfect tool for finding players just in general, whether that's for bets or for scouting or just for research. So we've got expected assists. We've got aerial duels, not just one like previously, but we've now got lost one, one percentage. We've got blocks. We've got pass blocks, shot blocks. We've got carries into the final third, carries into the penalty area. Carrying distance, progressive carrying distance. So you can really find specific types of players that you know you want to find. Whether it, again, whether it's for, for for bets or for research, you can put different types of players into different types of shortlists. Um, challenges lost. Uh, how many times the ball was lost in swinging corners, out swinging corners, crosses, stop percentages. Errors leading to shots. That's an interesting one for defenders, of course. XG's in there. Um, expected assists is in there. Goal creating and shot creating actions. They are two separate uh, data points, but you can break them down. So in terms of goal creating actions, you can say, was it from defense? Was it because they were fouled? So if it's they were fouled, it's you know people getting brought down in the box. Um, shot creating actions, same kind of thing. Um, goal creating action from dead ball, in play pass, shots, take ons, um, and then all of these as well. You've got per ninety data points as well, so you can combine any number of these. This is this is odd alerts. This is what I want to do. I just want to bring football and data together, give you the tools to find whether it's teams, players, and fixtures. 
And I think those three things there, teams, players, and fixtures, you know, I spoke to the season ticket holders about building an app in the fall of this year. That is still the plan. And I think those three almost foundations, pillars, will be what makes up the app in in the first sort of iteration of it. You've got touches, and again, there's the breakdown of touches in the attacking third, touches in the opponent's penalty area, so you can find these forwards that are they're constantly getting into the right areas. Maybe they've not got the goals as of yet, but you can see that they're touching the ball, at least in the right area. Maybe they've got expected goals that is not matching their current output. You can easily find players like that using this tool. So there's a lot more data points that I could go through, but I don't want to bore you. What I'll do now is create a simple filter using it and just show you or tell you in your ear the players that it returns. So I'm going to be looking at players for a potential shot on target. So I'm going to make sure 90s played. So this is an average based on the, the total number of minutes, but I'm going to say five or more 90s played. Um, and we're going to look across all major European leagues because you usually get those shot markets um, for, for the major, you know, the top level um, league around Europe, certainly for the bigger teams anyway. And we will say that all of these players in this list have an XG per 90 of one or more. So expected goals per 90 minutes is one or more. And then we're going to rank all of these te- uh, all of these players. Um, we're going to sort it by shots on target percentage. So out of all those players that, that have those data points, so one XG per 90 or higher, who has the best shot conversion rate? And the answer is Alexander Isak for Newcastle United. Um, Isak and Wilson, their data is both brilliant. Wilson isn't in this list, but he's per 90 at the moment is very good because he's, you know, come on and scored. I think that that Sheffield United game might skew the data for a few Newcastle players and and for them, you know, for the next few games just because of how crazy it was and and, and it probably was an anomaly, you know, when you look back at the season, they're not going to be winning 4-5-6-0 every week. So Isak tops the charts, 58.8% is his shot on target percentage, so he could be a look-in. Um, second is Serhu Grassi, who plays for Stuttgart, 53%. Third is Erling Haaland, of course, who else? 50% shot on target percentage for him at the moment. And just under him, I say just under, but there is a big drop from those three to the next player, which is Victor Boniface, the Nigerian uh, who plays for Leverkusen. 38.6%. He's obviously scoring for, for fun over the last sort of 12 months. Mbappe is in there and then Harry Kane. So those list of players, it might not, you know, you might look at those and go, oh, Haaland, obvious for a shot on target. Mbappe, obvious. Harry Kane. But would you have gone for Boniface? Would you have gone for Girase at Stuttgart? And, and Alexander Isak, yeah, he looks a good option, doesn't he? Especially when you look at the fixtures and you see that Newcastle have got a home game against Crystal Palace. So that was a, a bit of a different episode, more of a player-centric episode. Um, as I say, I'm working on this new tool. Stay tuned to Discord, to Twitter, uh, X, sorry, um, because I will be trying my best to get some form, you know, early access version of it out this weekend because I just want people to play with it. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant tool, really. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I can always improve on it and there's there's there's... there's uh, bigger end goals with the tool, but I just think it's important to to get it out and get it in the hands of the people that are going to be providing the feedback. And um, yeah, uh, more stuff coming, of course. I've had a bit of um, like carpal tunnel the last couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm dealing with that at the minute. I, I bought a new vertical mouse, which I didn't even know was a thing, but it has helped 
going to go for a, a massage tonight, um, a wrist massage, and then if it's still occurring, I'll, I'll get to the doctors. You know, maybe there's some sort of um, operation or something that they can do because you know I have to be. I, sometimes I'm, I'm taking breaks every like thirty minutes. Sometimes if if I get shooting pains, heat pads and stuff seem to have worked, but it you know there is an underlying problem I think, which is just maybe I didn't have ergonomics for the past two three years whilst working. But um, yeah, hopefully that gets sorted. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support on Odd Alerts. If you've got any feedback, get it in the Discord. Actually, there is a new place, oddalerts.campsite.co, campsite with a K, and then .co, C-O, okay? And what you can do is you can submit feedback and, and, and a request, basically. You know, I want to see this on the website. It'd be cool if this tool did this. Um, and then other people can upvote it. And I will respect the, you know, if there's something at the top, I will do it um, and I'll probably start on those things after I've just sort of cleared the current to-do list because it's obviously going to be a bit of an overlap that campsite uh, feature request mini thing whatever it's called um, uh, task board I don't know what you would call it is relatively new so I'll get the you know the big stuff that I'm working on at the minute out of the way and then and then really um, yeah use that and respect it because it's, it's, it's community driven isn't it so if if 27 people upvote this one thing and only four people, four people still, you know, it'll get done. But the, the one that's at 27 is is going to take priority. It's a priority list. That's that's what it can be called. Um, I'm rambling now, so that's a, a good time as any to, to end the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any feedback, stuff you want me to cover. I know I've not covered any fixtures or teams in this one, but um, because I've been so involved with the, the player stats, having, you know, been working with the data and building the new tool, I just thought that would be a good thing to talk about, seeing as it's fresh on my mind.